Okay, we're back with um, Claire and Pam and our podcast of No Room for Phonies, Getting Real About 50 and Beyond. And today we want to talk about fitness. Yay! Yay! So, yeah, so we really want to talk about getting real about fitness, um, why we think fitness is important. What does it mean when we talk about fitness, really? Like, what does that look like? Um, How that's changed over time? What our fitness stories up are. And um, that it's more than just going to the gym mm-hmm. or running. Because if that was what it is about, I probably am not very fit. Because, you know, it's just not everybody's... Although I do go to the gym now, I'm not a runner. But um, And how it's impacted our lives is huge. So Yeah, and I guess we just kind of want to open up a conversation about... Um, how we can set and achieve reasonable fitness goals really for healthy living and what does that look like yeah what and what has it looked like in our lives and how has that changed over time and uh, fitness um, has changed like I the way we think about fitness there's so many resources out there for us to kind of look through and hopefully by the end of it we can maybe share some things that have helped us in our journey to learn more about fitness and how it impacts our lives so that's where we're going to start and we'll talk more about our own journeys and we'll see where that goes by the end of the podcast sounds great so we thought it might be helpful just to outline what our fitness stories have been where we came from on this topic and where we find ourselves now i um I grew up in a a northern Ontario town where we were outdoors a lot and I I would say that fitness has always or activity has always been a part of my life Um, it was yeah yeah I grew up in a very active family Um, however my mom was uh, disabled uh, when I was at a young age she had a very serious car accident uh, which really impacted her ability to be active and to be fit so I think that you know made a big impression on me on what is it like when that is taken away from you basically um, and it was quite a struggle for my mom and I think she she dealt with it quite um, I would have to say quite well um, it did impact her weight but I don't really want to talk about um, we don't want to talk about in this part of the podcast like food. We're going to save that for another yes. day. So we're just going to try we're and gonna, keep it at fitness. It's hard, I think, to try to separate those two. But yeah. I think it's important that we stick to that because if we start talking about food, then we're going to talk about yes. you, you know all kinds other, of other things. Yeah. And I don't think that's what and we we're want not to denying talk. that is kind of they do go hand in up, hand. Yeah. But I think for today's podcast, we're just going to. Focus on fitness. And I mean, I grew up in a small town, Ontario, on a farm. So we were outside all the time, but it wasn't really about, it would have never been about fitness. Right. It was about, um, you know, hoeing things. And we right. had horses. We rode horses a lot. We certainly biked places. My brothers played hockey. I was a, I did figure skating for a while, but... I mean, yeah, and I think that's kind of what fitness was when we yeah. were younger. It was playing sports, and so I 
discovered sports when I was probably grade seven, eight, and then continued that into high school. But don't you think that's what fitness is for um, kids now? I, I, I do think, but I think we have a broader idea of what fitness is. It's not just confined to sports, although a lot of kids do play sports. Yeah, because I, I think certainly, with, as a principal, like, I mean, I had kids that, on some Thursdays and Fridays, I had a group of kids that were hardly ever at school during hockey season right. because they were in tournaments. And I had a one child who did that. Yeah, who was like they on were a literally team that traveled. Yeah. my daughter, which is not since having two boys and a girl, it was my daughter who is the one who played team sports. And but I wouldn't consider that fitness. I think we have a more broader understanding of what that means now through things like, um, you know, participation, Yes. where we're trying to get out the message or they are trying to get out the message about movement. So it's not just about being on a hockey team, lacrosse yeah. team, soccer team. It's about getting out and moving, like walking to the store, walking yeah. to school or... Well, and because um, we're way more protective, well, parents are way more protective of their kids yeah, now right that we've lost There's a more lot of fear that. yeah but I mean that just goes directly with you know my own story like in my 20s I don't even I was just starting working I, I don't even think I thought about fitness mm. I went to work I came home I mean I was a teacher so I it was a pretty yeah. active kind of a, a job I was on yeah. my feet and I was a primary teacher for a lot of it and then I was a music teacher so I yeah. was on my feet but yeah I I don't I never went to the gym I right. had a bike no I never went to the gym either I was participating in sports so I always tried to find wherever I lived I tried to find teams that I could join see I didn't do that and uh, we ended up moving to the Netherlands when I was married when I was 27 and people there bike everywhere yes so I took me a while to adapt to that culture because it is definitely a shift but you end up biking everywhere so all of a sudden a good portion of your day is movement because you're biking to and from in my case the train station and then you're walking and then it's a very yeah no that was oriented culture yeah and I lived in an apartment in Niagara Falls and I could have most definitely walked to work and I never did yeah because I always had stuff right oh I have too much stuff yeah well in other cultures you wouldn't even think about that you you'd put your stuff in a backpack and away you'd go right and then in my 30s I got married and started having kids, right? right? So then yeah, same. that was a, a, a whole new kind of fitness, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it's busy, right? <laughs> Movement. Carving out the time to um, do something for yourself in terms of whatever that was, was really difficult, yeah. especially if you didn't have any outside support in terms of family no, that I'm, could watch the kids, and no. neither did I. So, I mean, it consisted of maybe when my husband came home, I would go for a walk around the block. Yeah. And that and walking that your kids, pushing your kids yeah, in the double yeah, stroller. Yeah, we, we did a lot with a lot of walking when they were little. Uh, I did anyways. And we um, had a bike trailer, and we did a lot of... Like we lived in a spot where there was a bike trail, right. so we put the kids even, like when Sebastian was a baby and Zachary was like eighteen months old, we would put them both in the trailer and go places. Right. But no, we never did that. But yeah. we tried to uh, get out as much as possible. But your your idea of what 
uh, fitness is is definitely very different. And then I stayed home for like four and a half years, and then I went back to, like, not just in a classroom, but I went back to a like a resource consultant job. So I was, like, but I it was a really high end, like not high end. I don't want to make it sound that way, but it was hour like a lot mm. of hours. Right. So. I couldn't, and then when I was done my day at work, I wanted to get home to my kids because I hadn't seen them. So it wasn't like I was going to take an hour then yet on top of that and stop at the gym. And then in the morning, I wasn't going to get up at five and go to the gym. Like that just was not my personality. Like I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So then. Yeah, it's hard to uh, fit it all in. Yeah, and then in my 40s, I was starting to gain weight, right? And thinking about turning 50. And then I was in a panic because I didn't want to be fat and 50. And so then I got a trainer. Mm. Yeah. And my husband did the training. We did it. She actually came to our home. And it was great. Like, I did get my... I felt I got my weight under control. But in my mind, it wasn't about the kind of fitness that I want to be involved with now it was about I fat and I don't fit into any of my clothes so I better do something about this before I turn 50 because once I turn 50 I'm just gonna balloon out that's how I felt 100% that's how I felt yeah and I don't think that's atypical either I mean I've had up and down issues with weight as well especially when you have three kids in five years yeah (laughs) so that that's hard to manage and for me it was all a lot of it was about stress and anxiety as well I felt like when I was able to kind of get out for those walks around the block or just you could see the difference in your mood Mm -hmm. in your stress level and so for me I started to associate having some kind of fitness level with dealing with those kinds of mental issues that you have when you're a young mom and you're stressed and time is and there I think there is a huge tie between our mental health and our oh definitely and our movement activity sunshine shown that a lot in science that you know your dopamine levels definitely are affected when you are able to be physically active and we are meant to move you know our bodies are meant to move we're not meant to sit at a desk or a couch or wherever we sit car for long periods of time well and I was recently with my son at west and we were doing like a little bit of a historical thing on my husband's family and we we had a whole day sort of storytelling with his aunt and her description of their childhood like on the Manitoba prairie and running around and you know, um, one year the mice were really bad. So their job at recess or at lunchtime, the kids were to go out and stomp mice, which, Mm. sorry, is gross. But they, that's what they did. They ran around the whole recess killing mice with their big boots. And, and like, they were just out, active, climbing trees, running. And Mm -hmm. we're, you know. Yeah, I think we've really gotten away from that for sure for, for kids. Um, although we're recognizing that, and I well, think there's now new research about playgrounds and how, um, you know, we we went to a stage where 
um, you couldn't even have a ball on a playground. Yes, it kind of the pendulum swung to this overprotective. Let's wrap them all in bubble wrap. Yeah. And as as a principal at my last school, we had at my last two schools, there was a toboggan hill that was not a dangerous toboggan hill. Like it was not a dangerous toboggan hill, and I allowed tobogganing at the one school. It was a, around two hundred kids, and at, at in winter on the bike racks, their toboggans were all lined up mm. and the whole school practically was on the toboggan hill. But then you get um, all this worry about, oh, well, they have Someone to have helmets it, yes. and they have to have this. And I agree with that to a, like, to a certain extent, but it then there's a be, sense yeah. of reasonableness. It's when you're kind of, the children are no longer allowed to kind of you know, make decisions on their own because yes. they're so protected that they're not even allowed to take take smart risks and go down a toboggan hill right. or go, or like even canoe trips and things like that have been drastically cut yes. back in schools. And yeah. Well, there was a bit things. where we couldn't do anything around water. Right. Because of, you know, the a risk. situation yeah. that had happened yeah. across the province. But Yeah, so anyways, fitness has definitely... Um, played an important part in my life and then I think when I was in my I also taught for 12 years and I coached I did a lot of coaching um, maybe that wasn't great for my own fitness and stress level yeah. but definitely no. um, helped you know it kind of you're I felt kind of introducing kids to movement and sport and things like that and then I um took another turn in my career and uh, got my personal training certification. And that was a huge eye-opener too because to me, weights were something to build muscle. And I was always fairly muscular and I thought, okay, well, I don't want to build more muscle yeah. because I'm already muscular. And that was a totally wrong way of thinking because strength is such an important part of a fitness um, overall fitness yeah. plan and strength as we age is so important so the strength training component which I kind of ignored for a long time all of a sudden became a very important part of my life yeah and I never thought about uh, weights at all and all I wanted to do was tone mm. and of course I didn't have any background in fitness and nothing like that and I wasn't even very I didn't consider myself to be athletic and I did coach because every teacher has to coach at some point but I mean I would tell the kids like I would hire some high school kid to come and help me with the actual coaching because I said oh I can coach basketball yeah I can tell you can run and dribble like that's about yeah. it like I had no yeah. whatever and so I always just wanted to, I, then I landed on this word, oh, I want to be toned right. because that felt like, okay, well, I was going to look better. That you need to have. Yeah, I need to yeah. be toned. I don't want to be like this old flabby person. Right. Where as weight, and now, I mean, yeah. I've come so to now, a whole yeah. different place. So now we know that strength is just an important part of being able to carry out daily living activities, whether that's carrying your groceries from the yeah. car to the house, um, lifting up kids or grandkids if you happen to have those at some point in your life. Um, well, and then the whole idea that jumping on and off the scale all the time mm. 
particularly in menopause, right. is a really bad idea. Yeah. Because and one day you weigh something and the next day you're retaining water or you're right. something's happened and you you know you Yeah. And that's the other people think uh, that people don't understand about strength training is that muscle will cause you to increase in weight because yes. muscle weighs more. Yeah. So you could be doing a fitness program training um, where strength is a part of that and you're gaining weight and you're like what and that's yes. because you're gaining muscle right and um, then there's this whole group of women and I think it's great if that's what you want to do who do fitness training so that they can run marathons and right. so that they can do all these things right. and sometimes I think well I'm just not yeah. I'm not that great because well, that's not that's what I want to do. One certain part of fitness as yes. well, cardio. Like so, if you're going out and running every day, that's awesome. But you're only really touching one part of an overall fitness program, which should include cardio, strength, and flexibility. Yes. So they should have those three components, and a lot of people just kind of stick to one. Say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and lift weights. And not really thinking, okay, well, now I have to get my cardio and my flexibility. Yes. And flexibility is another important part of as you age, we tend to become less flexible. So you need to incorporate that into your yeah, program the stretching as well. and all that so sort of So looking at it from an overall viewpoint. Yeah. And I mean, I guess for, for me, I've come from not even thinking about it to wanting to lose weight to now thinking about it in a whole different way. way. That's so right. That, yeah, and I, yeah, same. Like I always been active, always yes, kind me of too. got my kinesiology degree, which you know most people kind of consider. Most people are active and doing that kind of thing to kind of having a more broader understanding of what it means to have a fitness plan and a fitness goal. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, what do we think it means to define authentic fitness goals? in midlife right because it's now not about weight loss it's about a mindset for being healthy mm -hmm. and feeling good about yourself yeah. not feeling um stressed about a number on a scale right. all the time yeah right you know we've all been through that stage or most of us about trying to fit into a pair of jeans mm -hmm. kind of been there done that and that's not really a great reason, although it could be a motivation, but it's more about how you feel and how you kind of get through your day. Right. And it's a whole lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. That is, that makes you happy. Right. Not about, oh, I have to get up at five and go to the gym. And because if I don't, you know, it's about, no, I'm doing something that I really enjoy. Like I really have found that when I get up in the morning, not at five, but when I get up in a good time in the morning and take like a five to seven kilometer walk, which I don't really measure it, but right. I know sort of, that when I come back and I'm ready to face the day, I'm much more invigorated and I feel like mentally prepared because I've had that time that yeah. time and whatever it does yeah. to your body yeah. right you know and some people maybe you don't have another option except getting up really early in the morning and if you can handle that and it brings you joy mm -hmm. sparks joy then, yeah, sparks joy <laughs> then you can not then, our podcast yeah maybe that is a goal yeah. yeah but I think it it that comes down to it has to be what 
makes you know what makes you happy and what is good for and your own mental yeah. yeah and what's good for your own mental yeah. health you know right? um it doesn't have to be doing an iron man or a marathon but you know it may look like that for some people mm-hmm. but most people a realistic goal is to be able to do the things you want to do um like not puffing up things the stairs. that you have to do in your life mm-hmm. like carry groceries walk up and down stairs get up from the couch get up from the toilet and you know chase your grandchildren yes yes if you want like a a healthy active life um so you need to come up with a plan that works for you and that incorporates the three areas of fitness that we talked about so cardio strength and flexibility flexibility. and there's lots of ways to do that you know there's so many online platforms now where you can get a yoga workout or you can get a strength workout and it doesn't take a huge investment to kind of set up something Mm -hmm. in your home if that's what you choose to do and that's what works for you and also some people choose to have like a fitness buddy right that helps them out which is also awesome to do stuff like that so yeah yeah those i think that's a realistic way to set a goal for fitness all right so probably setting a fitness goal might include uh choosing a trainer Um, if that's within your budget and something that you choose to do. Um, I did have my personal training certification, and I know that the world of personal training is a bit of a crazy one. It's a bit of a wild west in terms of there are a lot of good trainers out there and unfortunately a lot of bad ones as well. The reality of the situation is it does not take much to become a personal trainer. You have to take two weekend courses to get certified, and so that means the person that you are working with may not have a lot of background knowledge in terms of anatomy, physiology, uh, right. working with And there with are people. courses, like I know colleges have like yes. two-year programs. Right, or which is excellent. Yeah. Right, which yeah. are, because I um, signed up to be like a, when they're doing their own training, they're practical, so I signed up to be one of the, right. pra- the thing. and. That was honestly the best trainer I've ever had. Yeah. He was outstanding. Like he talked to me about what my goals right. were and what I wanted. Yeah. He wasn't pushing about me about weight gain be, or yeah. anything. Like he weighed, he measured, he did all that stuff. And, and that was probably the part that was uncomfortable for me was that that was still kind of part of it. Right. But Yeah, and that, that should be part of it because you do have to start kind of from... A knowledge base of right. where the person you're working at is at um, but it shouldn't feel uncomfortable yeah yeah but and I think part yeah. of that is like the male female right. thing and yeah. a young kid really yes you know yeah. I yeah. mean and so, I got through it and it wasn't that bad because but I'm just saying that that's ha- all part of it mm-hmm. that's yeah. all part of your choice I wasn't paying for it. Right. So, you know, that was fine. So he needed to do that for school. But you have to think that through when you're like, do you want, like, who do you want to be? Ideally, it's someone who fits in with you and your idea of what your fitness goals are. And it's not them telling you what your fitness goals Mm -hmm. should be, although they can kind of inform you about that. So it's worth doing your homework and interview a few trainers before you settle on somebody 
again, there's a lot on digital platforms and um, lots available. Yeah. Um, you don't really even necessarily need a trainer. It is a good way to gain knowledge, but there are many websites and magazines and different places that offer good fitness advice and workouts. I, th- I think the trainer thing for me was about being able to do some of the weight exercises mm, properly right. so I wasn't hurting right. myself. Right, you've never been in so a So even if you before. say, well, I don't have, like, tons of money, even if you signed up for, mm-hmm. say, like, five sessions or something That's right. and said, like, I really want to know how to lift these weights so I don't end up hurting myself. Because right. you can really... Yes, you can. And it is worth that advice to get somebody who can show you how to properly use equipment if you're in a gym environment so that you do do it safely with the right posture and the right amount of weights and the white repetition so you are doing it safely and not hurting yourself and the other one was some of the stretches like i i've seen them on like online but to have someone actually help you right do it do it the right way physically i like I, that is worth yes. a bit of money. Right? It is, and it I is think if you money. find a good trainer, they are worth the money that you pay them if they are helping you towards the goal that you have. So it's worth it to do your homework, find someone that you want to work with that works well with you, and um, fits into what you want to do. Um, so. And I mean, I think this is all about like you discovering how amazing it is for you when you feel healthy mm-hmm. and fit and strong yeah and what that does for your whole your whole self right right your whole outlook it affects your relationships it affects your you know mental ability health. to problem solve and yeah. make decisions all that stuff yeah. all right well that's great that's fitness for a bit anyway yeah well and then we're we as we said in our first podcast we want to set our own fitness goal and that yes. is to do a hike um so that that will be kind of our personal fitness goal so that will involve a training program obviously of walking and strength training um and so that's kind of what we're working towards so maybe when we we come back next time we can maybe get into more details about what we've decided to do like personally right you know like whether we're going to walk so many kilometers or what we're going to do in order to make sure of that that so we, that that we're on track. So stay tuned <laughs> is the right. word. That's right. Good.